I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She was almost see-through and it just, it, it froze me. I remember going like, leave me alone. <laughs> In my room, honestly, I was like, leave me alone. I'm so scared. Oh, no. Fucking hell, that That's sounds horrible. Isn't horrible. It? <laughs> Just horrible. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Uh, this is Bob Shoy, and we've got a little bit of a mixed bag this week. So I'm just going to do a little introduction, then we'll roll into the show. This has sort of been put together from various different recordings we did. As we've said before, we're like we're all sort of away over January. Uh, Beef's just got back from the States, and Tiss has now just left for Berlin. And in a few weeks, I leave for Sri Lanka. So um, in the, the little bits of time we've got between each of those visits, we're trying to do little bits of recording to make sure we're still going up weekly. Last year, we put up an episode uh, of Ghost Stories, and this is the second one of those. Uh, basically, the, the beginning bit is uh, me, Tiss and Beef are going to read some stories that listeners have sent us um, over the emails. And then I've got some other previous bits of recording to make up the rest of the episode. One with me talking to a, a caller that has experiences. And then uh, James Stein, my cousin who's been on the show a few times, uh, there's a conversation with me and him. So hopefully you'll enjoy this sort of mixed bag of an episode. And then we've got a, a proper episode next week with Beef Hosting. Uh, which we've already recorded, and it's really good, so um, hopefully you'll look forward to that as well. And first of all, uh, Tiss is going to roll straight into a story that one of our listeners sent in, so uh, on with the show. Okay, so we've got a ghost story from Tom Mail. Wait, is that Tom email? <laughs> it's Tom, and he sent it on the mail. Oh, okay. On the email. <laughs> hey, Tom Mail. A few years ago, me and a few of my friends were telling strange and scary stories to freak each other out, as you do. Most were stories that we had heard. One of my friends, who never shuts up and is a loud mouth, was unusually subdued. I picked up on this and pressed her as to why. She seemed like she really didn't want to recall the event and was noticeably unnerved at the thought. Obviously, I pressed on. This is what she told me. Here we go. She worked as a barmaid in a local pub slash hotel that is hundreds of years old. It dates back to the 16th century with the likes of Shakespeare and Cromwell popping in for a pint or two. It's old. It has tunnels linking the church and the local woods to the pub, giving easy escape routes to wanted men. (laughs) Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? My friend was on the bar needed to get some bottles of wine from the cellar. You guessed it, it's down in the tunnels because they are nice and cold and dark. She made her way down. They are poorly lit, as they were built ages ago. 
and the poor lighting only reaches the areas the staff are likely to go, meaning there's still a lot of dark areas down there. She got to the cellar and started getting the wine she needed, which was seven or eight bottles. She put them on the floor by the door as she was looking for the box to put them in, to carry them down. According to her, bear in mind she was distressed at this point when recounting the event. As she turned around and crouched on the floor to pick up the bottles, she noticed a pair of feet in the door. Thinking it was a workmate, she asked the person to give her a hand, standing up as she did. She then noticed the odd clothes that seemed old, but it was a face of a person that freaked her out. She maintains that the person was wearing a cravat around the neck and the face was completely blurred out. Oh, Oh, no. The blur was disturbing enough, but it's what it was doing that got to her. The blur that covered the face was violently moving around, almost digitally camouflaged. As you can imagine, she bolted out of the place and ran up into the bar. The staff calmed her down, and apparently the chef recognised the description as something he had seen. He said not to worry, as he had seen him, her, and it before, with no ill effects other than being scared shitless. (laughs) I know some people fabricate things. As far as I can tell, my friend was telling the truth. She was tearful and didn't want to talk. Fucking hell, that sounds horrible. horrible. (laughs) Just horrible. Imagine that. Literally kill myself afterwards. Yeah, I gave you that one to read. I know. I gave you that one to read because that was the one I found the creepiest. (laughs) That's the creepiest story fucking ever. And now I've got to drive. <laughs> thank you Tom <laughs> thank you and it's 11 o'clock it's so dark outside if I see a blurry face I'm coming for you Tom <laughs> oh, it was when it was when when you said it was blurry I was like yeah. Ooh. oh and then when you went it's moving around like oh now I can picture it it's horrible yeah you can imagine it as well exactly can't you yeah yeah that I'm was a cry I'm that was a good scared. story so thanks for emailing that in Tom cool. he sent that so long ago but I've been keeping that on my sleeve I'm so scared <laughs> Do you want to read one of the others to cheer you up? Someone walk me to my car. Oh, God, I'm going to cry. Imagine if I look in my rear wing, (laughs) rear mirror, and see, like, a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I imagine, like, in my head, I imagine Shakespeare with, like, a blanked-out face, just like... That's not very scary, though. Oh, it is quite scary. It's that, like, static noise you'd get on Silent Hill. I was thinking of... That's what I can imagine as well. Like, it yeah. has a sound to me, like synesthesia. <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, Slender Man. That's fucking horrible. Thank you for the story, though. That's a great story for the pod. Not a good story to read out when you're <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, but fucking awesome for the pod. Just... The listeners will listen in the, the light of day and enjoy it. Rest assured, I will not. All right. All right. See you later, I'm off. I'm off. See you, Tessie. See you, I'll see you guys. Give us three rings. In two weeks. Oh, yeah, have a good holiday, man. Oh, yeah. Have fun. See you later. Drive safe. What do you think of that story? Oh, it's horrible. Um, You can do the same, by the way. You can just read this and go, this is getting late. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm um, not, Rachel's not even home yet, so she's been babysitting. You can work tomorrow, aren't you? No, I normally get to it late. Uh, right, so I'm reading the first bit. And yeah, then sorry, the this is the first bit. This is from the bottom of another page. Isn't it? Oh, okay, I see, I see. Okay. So, uh, this is from Ingrid. So, Ingrid, thank you very much. She's come via email. Yeah, she sent us a few stories, but um, I'm going to use this one now and we'll hold, hold another one back for later on. Okay, awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Ingrid. My dad was in the Air Force for the first 25 years of my life. By the time I was 10... He was the chief judge, which was a very high position. My dad's best friend and his family were very close to my family. So much so that I called them uncle and aunt 
and cousins. We spent many weekends together at each other's house and our mums stay close when our dads were deployed. All right, that sounds good. One weekend, when I was ten-ish, my uncle came home, or came alone, sorry, to visit us because we lived close to the Pentagon and he had to be there very early that Monday morning for a briefing. My uncle was a fighter pilot in the Air Force and was also a test pilot, which meant he flew experimental aircraft and was a real cowboy. Brackets, he had nerves of steel. Anyway, he came on the Friday night so he could go play golf with my dad and then hang out at the house and barbecue. So, that Saturday, my dad and uncle went to play golf, and then came back for burgers and hot dogs. That night, my dad, uncle and mum hung out, and then later my uncle slept in the den while the rest of us went to bed upstairs. Our house was 80 years old at the time. Early in the morning, it was still dark, I heard my uncle call out for my dad. My dad went downstairs, and then he called up for my mum. She went downstairs, and I could hear my uncle talking. He sounded scared. I snuck halfway down the stairs and listened in. Apparently, my uncle was asleep, but he kept having odd dreams. Then he was awakened by a strange noise, like a door closing slowly. He said he got up and saw a six foot or so tall cloud of mist in the middle of the room. He was six foot four. He said it was an eerie, white, glowing colour but he could see through it. He said the room was very cold. Then he said the mist started moving towards him. He said he didn't know what to do, so he stood still. The mist came closer and closer until it started to spiral around him and starting at his feet and working its way up. He said he was frozen in place because he couldn't believe what was happening. He said he was completely enclosed in this mist cloud for a bit and then he came to his senses and yelled for my dad. He said the mist dissipated and when my dad got there, it was gone. I could tell from his shaking voice he was totally freaked out. My dad told my mum the room was very cold, which is strange because it was July in northern Northern Virginia. It gets pretty hot and humid here and we didn't have central air conditioning, only window units and the one in the den was off. My dad got my uncle a whiskey and he kept trying to figure out what just happened. Yeah, I'd need a drink, I think. Mm. I waited a bit and then came downstairs myself. My uncle looked pale and totally freaked. I was kind of freaked myself because he was this big, tough guy fighter pilot who had fought in Vietnam and Korea who was a decorated hero and I didn't think he could get shaken up like this. We had breakfast and I went out to play. My uncle left that day before I came back. He and his family came to visit us later on, but they never stayed over again. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's quite strange that mist mm-hmm. um I've, like we've read we've had oh, that seems familiar though we've had a couple of stories where it's like a mist and it seems completely unexplainable that it would uh what i did for this episode is because people send us stories all the time mm. i sort of picked three so we could read one each they're all pretty different to each other they're all like good ghost stories but different mm. styles to each mm. other so you got this mist and tis had that very violent creepy thing in the, the tunnel yeah um, and I've got this one here. And also after that, we've got, um, an interview I did with one of our listeners who called in, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter, who, um, has now left for the Marines. So I hope everything's going well for him. And, um, also at the very end, after all that, you've got, um, another conversation I had with my cousin way back when we recorded the EVP episode about the, um, the, the paranormal experience that the first paranormal experience he ever had, the thing that made him believe in the paranormal. And mm. then, um, I had been drinking at the time. All these things I put on the pod with my cousin, I've been drinking. But I was drinking that night listening to his stories. And I start chatting to him about some strange experiences I've had and whether or not I feel like I made them up or try and convince myself I didn't make them up because I don't want to believe in ghosts. And mm. the conversation goes on like that. Um, so... 
you want me to read this? Yeah, let's go for it. Thanks I, I gave myself the shortest one because oh, okay. I'm doing most of the talking in this episode anyway. Yeah, fair enough. So this um, story was sent by Monica on the Facebook. Okay. So thanks, Monica. When I was very little, I was my great-granddad's only great-grandchild and basically he adored me. I was at their place a lot of the time which made the, his last few years the happiest he could wish for. When I was seven years old, he died of old age but not without making sure I was all right. About a week after his death, the phone rang. It was one of those 80s-style ones which hung on the wall. My mum picked it up and heard his very recognisable voice, asking if I was okay. She went white as a sheet and slid down the wall to sit on the floor, stammering a yes. I vividly remember that scene, but didn't know until much later what had happened. He answered, oh, that's good, and the call ended. Ever since that, every night my parents heard footsteps going around my bed once. They thought at first I was getting up and walking around but even whilst being in my room me sleeping they heard and saw the footsteps on the carpet knowing it was my granddad who had just wanted to make sure i was okay i took it as a normal thing in my life until my at the time boyfriend slept at my place for the first time i kind of told him about it but was too embarrassed to go into the details i just told him not to get the frights if he hears footsteps at that time we lived in germany where all houses have built-in black rollos in the windows so if they are down it's pitch black in the room my boyfriend just waved it off and he went to sleep i was awoken by a pretty panicked boyfriend shouting to me to switch on the lights there is someone in the room well yes i told you so i switched on the lights for him to see the imprints on the carpet going around the bed and then vanishing i joked that granddad apparently approved of him not that my boyfriend saw the funny side of it he accepted the situation though and after a few years we got married i haven't heard the footsteps since I kind of hoped that it would start again when my son was born, but that hasn't happened. Ooh. That does give me the willies. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's kind of nice, but it's still creepy. It yeah. gives you a little bit of a chill up my back. It's like, leave her alone, Grandpa. That's weird. <laughs> but she took comfort in it. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's I, it would, the I can't imagine that. Yeah, it's the imprints, I think. I think everything else sounds comforting. Mm. And then the, the footprints for me... Is like oh. it's a step too far. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you're right though. She, yeah, she did. She did take comfort in it. So it's obviously not. Scary. Can you imagine though? You stay at your uh, girlfriend's house, and she's like, "Oh, careful! Ghosty footprints in here." And you're like, "Yeah, good one." Mm. Go to fall asleep. You wake up, footprints in there. Yeah. She's like, "I told you so." Turns on the light, and you see these imprints on the carpet. I'll be out of there. Yeah, I'd be putting my jeans on and going out. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I just like run away in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a it's weird isn't it it is a nice story but it's also creepy bit... <laughs> anyway yeah. thanks for sending it in monica yeah yeah um so yeah monica ingrid and tom who sent those mm. uh, messages to us thanks very much and everyone else who sent us them you know we'll get around to them eventually you don't want to oversaturate the ghost stories episodes they're you know few and far between but we've got a good back catalogue and you know keep the stories coming because even if we don't tell them on the show they're really great to read and it's really interesting yeah. to hear your experiences so unexplainable uk mail.com or you know on the facebook or whatever just yeah get them to us it's really interesting yeah it's yeah it's great so it's just great to hear from you guys and yeah and i like to just do a ghost stories episode now and then hear some strange stories yeah it's well this is really this is you know if if the halloween campfire episode has been our most popular most one, popular episode yeah. you know telling stories it's you know that's got a nice feel to it isn't it so it works as a podcast auditory medium to have someone telling stories in your ear while you're mm. driving to work or doing mm. this and bobs it's, it's nice although i would not want to hear tom's story whilst i was driving to work <laughs> 
have this or, furry king or, or at night when you're home alone or at night when I'm driving home down country lanes yeah and we're never going to see Tess again <laughs> yeah he was really freaked out wasn't he yeah yeah oh bless him anyway alright okay I'll let you shoot off and I'll lay in these other bits yeah okay so coming up now this is a conversation I had with Hunter a couple of weeks ago uh, enjoy hello hello So you contacted me a little while ago to say you had um, some sort of unexplained paranormal experiences, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to just run me through what what happened with you? Yeah, so, well, I guess I should actually start by saying um, I don't even really believe in ghosts at all. So um, I don't really know how to explain these, which is essentially why I'm here telling you guys this, but... um, yeah, uh, my parents built a house in 2006 and um I lived there up until last year. And so where the house is actually built, it was on one of the final camps where um cuz I live in East Texas. Right. It was on one of the final camps where they drove out the Indians from East Texas and so there was a bunch of um battle stories and stuff around that area. But a lot of things happened to my family, but um I won't get into those as much uh, just because they weren't mine and I can't really vouch for them. Um, But as far as my experiences is one day I came home um, at night, I was in high school and I just got done with a track meet. So it was like 12 in the morning and I was sitting at the dinner table eating and I look up and out of my fireplace walks this like six foot tall woman wearing all white and she was almost see through and it just, it, it froze me. And she walked right out of my fireplace, which sounds crazy, Mm. but she walked out of the fireplace and right into my bedroom. And ever since, um, I haven't seen anything else or nobody else has seen anything else in that house, but I had a few other experiences as well. When you saw this figure, did any part of you want to follow it at all? No, no, (laughs) I think I would be the same, but I thought I'd just check. Yeah. Um, well, that was my first experience. And so I was a bit frozen. But as time went on, um, I got a little more, okay, I got to get to the bottom of this. You right. know? And um, actually, my parents' bedroom was like three feet away from me. So I actually ran in there and, and told them, hey, you know, I just saw something crazy. You'll never believe this. But of course, they didn't. Another time, I was babysitting my little sisters. I have two twin sisters. Mm-hmm. My dad worked nights at the hospital and um, my mom worked day. So in between that lag, I would have to watch them when uh, one of them wasn't home. And so I came into my uh, living room and my little sister was sleeping on the couch and I was in my parents' bedroom with my other little sister and the dog. And I walked into the living room to check on her. She was fine. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back because I just had a real bad feeling about something. And I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, just when you get those gut feelings, like something's just not right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I went back in with my other little sister. I was watching TV for a little bit. Well, I heard my other little sissy start crying and I ran into the living room and I was like, hey, you know, what's wrong? And she was just standing there in the middle of the living room with her eyes closed. But she was staring at the ceiling with her eyes closed and she just kept crying. And I couldn't get her to open her eyes or say anything. So I I picked her up. I hugged her and I brought her into my mother's room, laid her on the bed with us. And then I heard my dog barking because it had followed me. It follows me everywhere I go. It followed me into the living room. But it had ran into my room and was just barking in pitch black at nothing. And uh, just another weird experience. I don't know if it's got anything to 
I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's interesting. Um, a lot of people who say they have these weird experiences, it's often like um, if there's a dog around or an animal of some sort, uh, it seems to, you know, wind them up a little bit. Or, or children, like you say, your sister was there. It's like they, they're experiencing things that you can't quite see or hear or, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm actually having a bit of a problem sharing these stories, to be honest, because they sound almost so cliche Yeah, that it's like, okay, everybody's heard a story like this. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. Um, but I heard you guys say one time, you know, it's, there's a feeling you get when you're there mm-hmm. that you can't describe. Yeah. It's that emotion, um, that really makes the experience what it is. And, um, that's Which, what the um the the investigator Ed Warren. That's sort of what he said for the research. He he, it's hard to put across concrete research because a lot of it is to do with the feelings you get, and um, it's hard to like explain them to someone else, like unless you were there. Exactly, trying to put it on paper, um, metaphorically is is a lot different. Looking at it on paper as opposed to actually being there. Yeah, which I guess is why it's so interesting. But um, my final experience. Oh, and I actually have two more. So I was sitting in my living room and we had a big TV above the mantle. And whenever the TV would turn off, when you push the button, it'd make like a little noise, like a little beeping sound. Mm -hmm. And then it finally shut off. It would, you know, just a little bit of lag. And so I was sitting there home alone. Um, It was mid morning. So I had all the lights off and I was sitting in the middle of my couch and I, the TV turned off and, you know, that little beeping sound was made. But before that beeping sound had even finished, I just got goosebumps all down my body and I basically felt the presence of something there like right behind me, which again is a feeling that, you know, I can't get across to you Mm -hmm. as a listener, but it it literally froze me in fear. I was so scared and there was no reason for me to be scared, you know, just mid morning in a subdivision in a very quiet town. And I, I finally, I stood there or I sat there for a minute and then I stood up and I turned around and my pantry doors were open. And I know I didn't leave them open because when you open them up, the light comes on. And my parents were very adamant on making sure I shut the door. That way we didn't burn out the light bulb. So it was just second nature. But I only say that because people are like, oh, well, you probably left them open. Well, people always like to give like their explanation. Um, if, If something can't be explained, people look to the rational. But sometimes if you were there yourself, it's hard to get across how much you're like, um, like, I know that that wasn't the case sort of thing. Yeah, right. Which is actually about to play a big part in this next, right, <laughs> next okay. episode. Excuse me. So I had an Xbox, and uh, this was later on in the future. Hadn't had a whole lot of experiences in between. Um, well, not me. And so I had an Xbox, and uh, my dad didn't live at the house anymore. And I went to go visit him. And so the weekend, um, I had my room locked. And I came back, unlocked it, and uh, my Xbox was on. And I said, oh, man, my Xbox is going to get the red ring of death. Like, I left it on all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went up to it and it wasn't even hot. It wasn't even warm. It was as if it had just been turned on. So I was like, that's weird. So I went and talked to my mom. I was like, hey, did you go in my room during the weekend? She was like, no. Okay, well, no room for her uh, or no reason why she would lie to me about turning on my Xbox or going in or anything. I mean, so I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. Well, I turned it off. And I walk out of my room, and as soon as I step out, it turns back on, and I hear it make that little sound. Mm. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> you know. So I walk back in my room, I turn it off, and I kind of stare at it, and nothing happens. And I sit for a few minutes, I'm like, okay. So I walk back out, 
And um, I told my mom, because my whole family had had paranormal experiences, like, hey, do you think this is it? Or do you think something's wrong with the uh, the uh, the circuits or something in it? Yeah. And um, she was like, no, you're crazy. It's like, okay. So I walked back into my room, and sure enough, it's on again. And so I'm like, okay. So I get out my phone, and uh, I start making a video. And the cool thing about the video is that I had both my Xbox controllers on my bed. And because you can turn it on from the controller. That's the only other way. Yeah, yeah. But I took both the batteries out of them, set them on the bed. You know, I kind of explained in the video what had happened. I looked at my Xbox, turned it off, and then I set my phone down and walked out of the room. And it went on for 10 minutes and nothing happened. And um, I went back in my room, grabbed my phone, walked back out, and uh, then I heard it turn on again. And I had it on video. And I turned back on. I said, well, there it is. (laughs) But, of course, I didn't even keep the video for a long time because everybody's like, oh, well, you probably did this or it's probably just this, this and that. And so... When you're trying to explain that to somebody else, there's just always a way to disprove it or, you know, they just think you're crazy or something. So, yeah, uh, I know. I know what you mean. Like, it's it's hard to um, it's uh, you, the thing is, none of us know the truth. Like, it might have been this or it might have been that. But if you don't have an answer, like people who don't have the answer, just like it, no one does, will like to shut it down uh, <laughs> because they don't have an answer. Yeah, exactly. But the whole point of trying to explain it is very interesting as well. Um, I actually wanted to ask you guys, um, have y'all ever heard of Carl Sagan? Uh, Familiar with the name. I'm not quite sure. Um, You know Neil deGrasse Tyson, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, basically just another cosmologist. Um, Yeah, and very into physics and so on and so forth. Well, I've read a lot of his books. He's got a book called The Demon Haunted World. Right, okay. And um, he goes into it trying to explain why people see ghosts and um he gives a lot of evidence behind ufo sightings and how our brain works and Mm. it's um it's a very interesting book and because of that book i've come to uh disbelieve in ghosts which i tell people that like yeah i've seen a ghost but i don't believe in them it sounds crazy but it's definitely something to look into and i know you guys can read it online too that's exactly my opinion. I've seen strange things. I don't believe in ghosts, but I've seen strange things that other people would call ghosts. Yeah. I don't believe exactly. they're ghosts. I want to know what they are. Right, right. So, yeah, I have a similar, similar viewpoint to you. Yeah. And um, it's funny, I just started listening to you guys' podcast, and I'd kind of forgotten about the experiences, because trying to tell somebody here in what we call the Bible Belt mm-hmm. in America is just almost impossible. <laughs> they shoot it down. But there's been a lot of other experiences. Um, my sister thought for a while there was a demon in the house and her room we actually keep locked. And uh, I went away with my dad for a little while and I came back and I asked my mom if she had had any more uh, ghost experiences. And she said, no, I had to have the house blessed. She said, I prayed to God to make them go away, whatever was in the house. And I haven't had anything happen since. Hmm. And the time I spent in the house since then, I haven't either. Take that at face value. Um, because I don't necessarily believe in any particular religion anyways, but, uh, just, uh, yeah, just a bit unexplainable, I guess. So what was it you were saying about where the house was built? It was on a a battleground. Yeah. Um, there's a historical marker. I'm actually not there right now. If, if I would have planned better, I would have gotten a picture or something for you guys. So I could have showed it to you, but yeah, there's historical marker because I think it's about 200 feet from the house. It's just a big stone, and on it, it's etched in, this was uh, Camp So-and-So, uh, the final battleground for when So-and-So drove the Indians out of East Texas. Right, okay. And um, 
my my mom says she's heard like Indian noises while she's been home alone and children saying um, hi and mommy and so on and so forth. Mm. But, you know, that's just saying that I did too, but I didn't. So, mm. okay. Well, but thanks yeah. for, um, thanks for sharing the <laughs> stories with us. Yeah. I appreciate the time. Yeah. They're really interesting stories. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're a little bit of something, but I appreciate you letting me, um, share them. Yeah, that's great. I really um, hope you got to make something out of it. So, well, thanks again. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, and um, I'll be I'll be listening. So, keep putting them out there. Thanks a lot. Cool. Bye bye. Way back on Ghost Stories Volume One, we spoke to my cousin James, and he was also on our EVP experiment episode. If you remember that way back, but when we recorded that EVP episode, I also spoke to him about the ghost story experience he had, which I wasn't aware of at the time. But the thing that got him, um to become a believer in like the supernatural and the paranormal and stuff. So James, what is that story? Okay. Um, when I was, the, the, the reason I was convinced I'm convinced by it is because I was in my head, I was of a stable age and mind for it to be realistic. There's no logical answer for it. So I'm, I want to kind of give it some backstory before I go into it that, yeah. that I can kind of like say, well, logically this is explains that I can't come to it even as an adult, like I, I'm 23 now, I was 14 when it happened and I still can't come to a logical kind of like standpoint of what it was that happened that day. So it's like unexplained and it's, I'm the perfect, I'm in the perfect place. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah for it. The unexplained. But, um, I'd always had my, my, um, just clarify my, me and Bobby are related and our family, um, especially our, my grandmother is quite like spiritual time in a way she's always told us ghost stories when i was a kid i don't know if do you know many of grandma's ghost stories can't remember yeah well she's she's always telling me them and like my mum is the same like my mum's always getting on about stuff that she's experienced or whatever and then like, like my story about my dad and your uncle like um sorry i'm going on a tangent so what it was is i came home from school when i was 14 and i used to live in this uh flat um and it was like three floors up so i, I came in through the front door and I like put my key in the door and like push the door open and like normally I'd go home from school I'd say like oh, I'm home like you know hello um so I pushed the door open and then I saw like running into my mum's room which was literally um as you walked in on the right you could see it like as you push the door in because the door would come out and you'd have like kitchen that side of my mum's room but I saw like the bottom of someone's foot um just above their ankle downwards like like there's just that part of their foot run into the room and the door closed like behind it and I like I have a younger sister who's like five years younger than me um, and I was convinced it was her like playing games so I thought she was hiding from me so I went in the room and like opened the door like because I didn't at the time I thought I was my sister messing about so I went in there um, and I said oh Brit Brit come on stop hiding like I know it's you like looked under the bed like looked around the whole room couldn't see anyone and then I felt a bit kind of like weird about it um, and then I went and checked the rest of the flat. So I looked in the kitchen, like checked all the rooms, like went round. There was no one in the flat. Um, and I remember at the time, like, I'm this, honestly feeling really like I didn't feel scared. I don't know if I was shocked, maybe shocked rather than scared. I don't remember thinking, oh my God, I got to get out of here. I remember feeling like quite like, I remember laughing about it because I was like, oh, surely I'm, I'm just, I must be tired or something. And I remember just like sitting in my room and just like kind of acting like, nothing had really happened and then it was only until like so I kind of stayed in there I don't know why I did looking back because obviously I remember I still remember it and like it's one of the things I fear most in terms of uh starting my kind of fear of like ghosts and stuff um, and then I remember like it kind of hit me again because my mum like turned up with my sister and like shouted up to me and was like oh can you come down and um help us with uh, the shopping and like, I kind of went down they're like oh what, what's wrong with you you don't look you don't look like well and I was like, I've, I think I've just seen something. Like, I don't. And my mum, like, is quite a big believer of it anyway. So she was kind of like quite um, understanding of it. 
but I remember just thinking, oh my God, like, I, and I still to this day, like, can't explain, because it looked like, um, like my sister must have been like 10, maybe like that kind of age. It looked like a child's foot, um, but not like, like a four year old, like the kind of like that kind of age, like 10 and 10, like just size four sketches. Like, <laughs> I can't remember what type of shit it was, but it just, I just remember seeing that. And still to this day, I can't. And I know it wasn't a dream because it's reinforced by the fact that I remember telling them about it and they, they, they still remember me having that conversation and being really like kind of flustered by it. Um, so, you know, I'd put it down to, oh, it could have been a dream. It could have been this, you know, maybe I was tired and I saw things, but like to this day, I still see it really vividly in my mind. It's not like I've, do you know what I mean? And the story's always stayed the same. You know, when you remember something, it's like yeah, you're remembering yeah. the last time you remembered something. Yeah, for sure. But the story's always stayed like consistently the same because it was so like quick. And the, I remember the door, like, you know, but yeah, that's, that's that one. Wow. You never told me that before. Yeah, yeah, it was creepy. It was it's really, really interesting. That, that was 14. I gave it? me the cooch and I was listening to it. For really? Real. Yeah, for real. But that was, um, I remember speaking to my mum actually after it and I uh, said, look, I don't like this like stuff. Because I used to feel always as a kid, I would have like almost, um, like I would have like vivid dreams or like it feel like people were like come sometimes saying stuff like loud noise in my mind sometimes. Like mm. my mum would go, oh, that spirit's trying to talk to you. Which I was like, oh, shut up, like... That cre- don't yeah, say that to I me. Do yeah. not want. Yeah, yeah. My I was like, if, tell me, there's, there's a million things I want, but that's not one. <laughs> so she'd say stuff like, "Oh, that's them trying to get in." I get it, and I'm like, "Right, right. There's other. There's something in this family, don't right? I can like, fucking stay out." Yeah. So she said, like, to me, "Right, you've got to like tell them to leave you alone." And I was like, "This is stupid." And I like walked away, like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that." And then like that night, I was like, "I'm going to do this." <laughs> I remember going like, "Leave me alone," <laughs> in my room. Honestly, I was like, "Leave me alone." And honestly, but on past that point, because this was after this happened, I remember like, I was thinking this 14. Before that, my mum always said that I, as a kid, I would always tell ghost stories. Yeah. Um, there's a really creepy one that she told me that I said, is I was in the car once and she left me in the car to go and get money out of a cash pump, literally like outside the car. And then I'd like been in there or something or like she'd left for some reason and I was in the car and I must have been like eight, maybe, uh, I don't know, I was quite young. I can't really remember. Either someone was in the car with me or like I was left in there and she got back in and said, oh, who are you having a conversation with? And I said, like, oh, Harry, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, okay, like, what's, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, Harry's just telling me about, like, his burnt face. Like, telling me about his burns. Ooh, or something. Yeah, yeah, telling me about, like, he doesn't feel well or something like, something like that. Oh, that's weird. That's horrible. And then she, like, took the name and kind of, like, went away and looked it up, apparently. And it turned out that, like, the kid I referenced was, like, a kid who died in, like, a car fire. Wow. And I, apparently I was, like, having a conversation with him in the car, like... But I always remember, as a kid, like, having, like, stuff... I remember feeling, like, quite, like, creeped out and, like, mm. feeling like I'd exper- experiencing quite a lot of stuff. It's creepy, isn't it, the way kids have that weird... I felt very connected to it. And yeah. my, I'd always go to my mum, she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, they're not going to hurt you, it's fine. But I'd, like... I, and I... I don't know, like... Again, like, it's the kind of, like, the the the, the noise. I used to feel like, you know, she was saying, like, oh, people communicate with me. I just thought, you know, I'm having nightmares and whatever. So I don't know how much truth is in that, but... It's pretty weird. I remember way back, um, I don't know if you remember, I have actually talked about it on the show a while back. Um, I said about one time me and Jibs were staying at my mum's house and we left the room and went back into the room and it was in complete disarray. Um, like all the drawers were open and everything was hanging who, out. Who was in the house with you? Like your mum's there and... Yeah, but it was really late at night. But it, it wouldn't have been like, them for any it reason. Was like a, it was like at half 11 at night, everyone was in bed. Yeah. And we were going to bed, and every night I had put this big stuffed bear underneath Jim's <laughs> side of the bed because we were sharing a double bed. We was like, fuck it. What's so he thought? Like, bring a stuffed bear into the mix? Like, yeah, why not? Experiment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just for a laugh. And then he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, every night. Yeah. Thinking, it, thinking it was me, I'd put it in oh, my okay. side. So he'd think I was really bed in bed. And then he was like, came in, he was like, 
you're not funny, Bob, like thinking oh, it was me similar again. to mine. I didn't thing, do yeah. it. And when I went in, I was like... What, the bear was in the bed again? Yeah. And you and hadn't put like, it in there? What? <laughs> it was the bear bed, let's be honest. I know, we, but we... I was like, the, the window was also wide open, and all the drawers were open, and the yeah. wardrobe was open, and all clothes were, like, hanging out of the drawers on wardrobe. And um, Well, like, someone had almost, like, tried to like, look for something. Like, ransacked the room, yeah. And I said, um, I said, oh, I didn't do it tonight. And he said, well, yeah, you did, and you've done all this, and whatever, and... There's that moment of silence where we both realise I didn't do it and neither of us did it. And we're looking around the room like, oh shit. I think I know who did it. And then he said, he said, don't run. <laughs> what? what? Don't run. Who said that? Why? Why did he say don't run? Because I ran. Because like, he knew I was going to run because oh. I was scared. Like, do yeah, you want to be left run. there with it? I, I reckon, if I'm honest, I'm sorry to downplay it, that's quite scary, but I believe it probably was Ginny Weasley looking for Tom Riddle's diary, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, no, uh, is that how it looked? Because I'm picturing, like, for some reason I went to Harry Potter's dorm room as my first, I'm seeing Hedwig's cage up to It's a bit like that. But with but a giant teddy bear. The creepiest but, thing about it was... But did you run, or did you say that? No, we ran, and we ran into the other room where our friend was sleeping. And then what, you woke them up and... No, and then we heard my sister sleepwalk from her bedroom to the bathroom and talk to someone who wasn't there. Okay. Because um, we were, like, teenagers at the time. Oh, okay, teenagers. yeah, yeah. Um, Did you question her and say who you speak to? No, no, she sleptwalked oh, into she... the bathroom Jesus. and spoke to no one. Like, literally was speaking to a door, like, face against the door, like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And it, we were like... And she was like, yeah, I know, like, talking. And we are like, what the fuck? Literally, like, I had two other friends staying there. One was sleeping on the landing on a sofa bed and one was in the spare room. We were speaking to the one on the landing and as we're telling him, that's when she walks out. So he's with us watching this happen and he's like... Yeah, but she's almost look creepy, her walking out like sleepwalking. Yeah, and she eyes looks, closed. My sister <laughs> looks like one of them creepy girls from, like, the horror films. Yeah, she's yeah. got long black hair, yeah. quite pale complexion, like, quite skinny. She's creepy looking. She's wearing, like, a nightgown, I swear, right? <laughs> nightgown, right, okay. And we were like what the fuck this is terrifying and then my other friend who was sleeping in the other room comes out and he's like what's going on what's going on we explained to him us four literally like I say slept barely slept in like a bundle just like on that landing like <laughs> did not you bring fucking moving. the bear or no <laughs> it was bear, bear left him there yeah but I, that night I literally said to my mum I was like I don't know if I can come visit you again like I'm too scared to come back to this house yeah but she lives what um in Cumbria, is it Cumbria? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like quite, is it spooky up there anyway? I can imagine like... Yeah, where she that, lived, yeah, yeah. her house, we've talked about it on the show a few times, and I've actually told that story on the show before, but um, her house is so creepy. It is really spooky. And another time me and Jib stayed there, we were in the spare room, a different room to that, again, sleeping in dog bed together. <laughs> and we could hear like drawers and cutlery drawers and shit opening and closing Yeah, but this downstairs. is what, but where do you stand on the whole ghost thing? Because I, 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 based on podcasts I've listened to of you, of you, like it seems to me that you're, you're not, you don't believe it. No. But yet you've had this like experience similar to mine. Because like, I just think that you haven't physically, yeah, but you haven't physically seen something like, like I have in terms of a leg. That made me conv- like, convinced as a person. Obviously. My brain always finds a logical reason. Okay, for what, it. okay what's your logical, what for that, what happened in the room? Yeah, yeah. My sister slept walking to herself these things happen yeah my mum 
or one of my other sisters was looking for something in that room earlier in the night and left all the drawers and stuff open because they were being messy, forgot they did it. We went in that room, didn't notice it the first time we went back and we did notice it. Something like that. But what, you brain... what about the cutlery drawers? Someone's making a late night pasta. Someone went down and made late night pasta. <laughs> but that night, that <laughs> what was What time with the pasta? What time were the drawers going? Like four like in the morning. Like one in the morning. Yeah, and no one's out drinking. Who's you making milk? Do you know the like... thing about this again? Oh, I'm getting creeped out and being right, in here. So right we now. were laying. That's the banana. the Ouija Bananas board. aren't underplaying it anymore. <laughs> I'm thinking like, all right, go through it. We were laying in the double bed and we were both away, but you know when you're... Stop telling me about the double bed. I don't need to know about the double bed. So we're top and tail once again. And we're laying next to each other in this bed. Yeah. And, um, but we're both awake. Do you face talking. each other? Like, or is it? Just both laying on our backs, laying oh, okay. like, awake, yep. not talking. What covers? Both no, hearing. I can't remember. Both hearing this like cutlery moving and drawers and like horrible. And I said, do you hear that? He Where just, was it? Was it because when you did the because just to clarify, Bob didn't actually like almost like you were eating your dinner, and I'm picturing someone no, in the room. That's the drawers, I think. Oh, okay, that would be that motion. That's what I meant to do. I was doing it. It looked like thing. a knife and fork on a plate, like someone eating in the room. <laughs> Sorry, I'm loud. Like, <laughs> um, oh. yeah, we heard that, and I said, "Do you hear that?" He said, "Yeah," and I said, "What do you hear?" And he said, "I'm hearing like cutlery, like drawers." I said, "Yeah, yeah, me too." Right. Then five minutes. Oh shit! You're not. <laughs> I'm really laughing. This is horrible. We were like, and we looked down, and my sister was just standing at the bottom of the bed. Why staring. again? Right, you need to speak to your sister because this is two examples where she's out of line. Have you guys? No, maybe my logical reason for this is that she's playing games with you guys because she knows your whims because you're both sharing a bed to give a hug. She was like, too young for that then. How old? Like like four. Four. Yeah. Oh, she's just coming. She's woke up. Yeah, I. God knows. I say it. She's did just standing speak? there, did like what? And we again? literally just went, "Go to bed, Abby." <laughs> and she turned around and went to bed, and we we're just like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> "Oh no, it's horrible, isn't it?" Did you go down and investigate the kitchen? No, you had to though. You should have. No, Why? Went to sleep. Went to sleep. You didn't go to sleep. We uh, spooned. <laughs> went to sleep. Oh, okay. Horrible, isn't it? And yeah, I still don't believe you guys. One time I thought I saw a face in a tree, but you were there. Really? Yeah, but you were too young to remember. When did you see a face in a tree? And I convinced myself I did see this face for so long, and now I convinced myself I didn't. Yeah, but it's like everyone's convinced themselves the dressing gown is a ghost, but that's it's the dressing it. gown. Well, been... I convinced myself a washing machine was a ghost. <laughs> well, okay, sorry. <laughs> I talked about that on the really hard show as well. God, I don't remember this, sorry. Oh, I'll cut this, because I already talked about it, but there was, there was one my mum always... Like does stuff in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like I'll wake up in the morning, she's redecorated the lounge or something crazy. Oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. yeah, like nut stuff. And um, yeah, mine was that. One time she had moved a washing machine into my bedroom while I was asleep because um, she was like moving the kitchen around or something. And I woke up and turned to the side, <laughs> and I thought it was a ghost. I just went, ah! <laughs> and she burst in. And she turned the light on. I was like, oh, because it was just like a white figure in my room was it on a wash no, it wasn't plugged in nothing she's like I can picture the door like, opening and closing and she's like no, rocking it was just a washing machine but yeah I just think everyone convinced themselves saying, but now I'm like when I think about that face in the tree now I'm like am I convincing myself more now that I didn't see it or was I convincing myself for so long that how did you how did you work out so tell me about the, the tree it was the day of your sister's christening I remember this much detail of it. such a weird day for it to happen <laughs> yeah. is it like daytime no, it was in the evening. So you're at, I the thought, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm picturing you at the christening, like, looking out the church windows. <laughs> christening was Thanks, in the smiling. Yeah. We all went back to my grandparents' house, our grandparents' house. Yeah, yeah. And there was a big christening party. There was a big party. Yeah. One of, probably one of the big, last big, like, family parties that was at that house. <laughs> Just clarify, our family went downhill <laughs> yeah. after the christening. And everyone's boogieing on. 
on the front garden. Marriage like, how Blaine how, now. <laughs> Blaine now and Blaine when? She turned out the Blaine lawn. <laughs> I'm bloody out. Can you see this? Parking on the lawn. Just Blaine and mowed that. And mowed what? Anyway. Oh, yeah, no, he loves mowing my granddad. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... So how old are you? Uh, I don't know how old I am. You must have been about... She, like, five years between me and her. So she would have been, like... And I would have been, one. like, five, maybe you were ten. Yeah, so I'm ten, eleven. Say I'm eleven. Yeah. Right? And do you remember... Okay, so I'm trying to get you to visualise our grandparents' old house. You've got the front of the house, mm. and you've got the front garden, and it has two paths up it. Just like the big hedge one where you hunt for frogs, but with the uh, the den. Yeah, the where the den was. Okay, yeah, so you know the den was on that Yeah, corner. yeah, yeah. And then to the left of that was the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And then to the left of that, there was a little back garden grass patch. Yeah. The tree that was to the left of that. Near the pond. So you've got pond. No, no, you're thinking, of, I might have to draw a map of this. No, no, if you're, if you're, if we're going the greenhouse way, like uh, over towards granddad's like massive like garage. You where the trigger was, yeah, yeah, before yeah, the yeah. garage. You've got the front door there and then you've got that little bit of grass there. Oh, I know. And then you've got that. a gate. Yeah. And you go through the gate and you've got another patch of grass. Through the gate, and then the greenhouse, and then the den. Yep. That patch of grass for the greenhouse, there was hedgerow at the back of it. Yeah. To the left at the back, there was a tree. That tree, we, it was me, you, and some of the other younger kids, maybe like Poppy. Yep. And some other kid, I don't know. Some weird kid, we didn't know. <laughs> but we all saw it. That's what I remember that's weird about it. We were running round the house because you know if you carried on round, it was the path at the back of the house. And it went past the pond, and then yeah, no, I'm yeah. with you. I'm just trying to think if I remember this. Like you saying that it's kind of like something. I don't know if it's... we 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 were running around the house for some reason. We ran around that path for a couple of times. Yeah, and there was a point. I think some of us were running opposite ways, and we we're like catching up. And then oh, back okay, yeah, like yeah. And there was a point where we all came together there on that path, and we all like looked at the tree, and there was like a like a face in the tree, and we we're all like. Like all of us not saying anything, like what sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> and, then he, and then he realised he's got a camera and he's been taking. Uh, yeah. pictures. <laughs> what, why was that? What do you mean? What a face? Like what? Like it was like woven me, into the tree, or like it was like a physical oh, it's floating, so hard, like for a me to floating remember. head, like just in a branch. Yeah, right? kind of like coming out of the tree, like a face, like hidden in the tree, or like yeah, the whole so tree. Weird. And it was like the yeah. dusk. It was like not late, late, but getting late. And everyone there saw it. I even even myself. And, I don't remember all us kids. Like, oh, what did I say? About you? you were the oldest, obviously. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, I'm only ten. I can't remember that well. Yeah. I'm like, I just remember us all thinking there was a face in the tree and running. And that was stuck with me. I'm like, did we all imagine that? Did we go, did we go, did we, I remember it's like shining torches at frogs. I don't remember that. But the other weird thing about that night is after everyone went home, I remember going to bed and I was sleeping in the spare room. <laughs> when you looked out the window? No, no, but you know the bedroom did was out that window. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that room is creepy because I remember me and you used to creep each other out in there anyway. I remember laying in bed that night. You used to creep me out in there and then they used to send me in there and you'd laugh because I had to go and sleep in there. I remember this. Really? Yeah, yeah, you used to like scare me over with that mask that you pretended you had. You like. <laughs> what, in that room? Yeah, because you, you used to go in the cupboard and pretend the monster was in the cupboard and then oh, be the monster. And I then, remember. And that. then I was then, that was the room I slept in. I used to say to Grandma, I don't want to sleep in that well, It's don't so be weird because you remember that cupboard was put into the wall. Yeah. This is what I remember about that night. So that night, I'll just see the face in the tree. So I'm a bit creeped out anyway, but I forget about it. This is later on at night. Um, I go to bed and I was, remember so there was a bed in there, a single bed, and then there's often a yeah. camp bed set up, right? I was sleeping <laughs> and on the, accordion. I was sleeping on the camp bed, laying there, and I remember trying to sleep. I could hear some people still there chatting and that. 
but it felt like it kept sounding like there was someone in the cupboard, like rattling clo- the um, clothes hangers in the cupboard. I and I was you, laying. Did, you, in did the room. you get grandma this night? I swear I remember you like being in the hallway, and I wasn't allowed to like come out, and I kept like looking. I, like, oh, you didn't stay there. It was like you guys went home because oh. this is what I found weird, right? Because this is what's reminding me of you saying about your sister being creepy or whatever. I remember as soon as everyone left, I couldn't hear the noise anymore, and it was when you guys left. Yeah, but you've had, like, loads of experiences, but yet you're like, no, no, it's got to be this, it's got to be that, like, I'm not going to, like, pay any mind to it. So, there we go. Um, That's all we've got for this week. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to Tom and Ingrid and Monica for sending us their stories, Hunter for getting in touch and then having that conversation with me, and my cousin again for being on the show. Like I say, proper episode next week, Beef's got one already recorded. It's a good one. So if you do want to get in contact with your ghost story or uh, to say hi or anything at all, you can contact us at unexplainableuk at mail.com. You can go on the blog. There won't be anything up there this week, but usually it's updated for every episode um, with your links and stuff to anything we talk about on the show. And that is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.blogspot.com. You can find us on facebook.com slash weirdtalesandtheunexplainable. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Beef is at Martin1Luke. That's M-A-R-T-I-N, the number one, L-U-K-E. And Tiss is at TissyBaby, T-I-S-S-Y-B-A-B-Y. So you can find us on Twitter there. So anyway, until next time, careful how you ghost. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.